It is 3.45 in a.m. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all, I don't even know why I'm awake, but I grabbed me an orange juice and I'm up and I've been thinking all day about stuff. But, um, but anyway, I'm always analyzing like the importance of sharing certain information because it be people where they need to they need to hear it like in a process. Now I know this sounds so strange because like I'll put it to you like this, right? Like to me like there's there's okay, everyone had everyone has a natural process of how they understand how to do something, right? Um, and with that being said, for some people, um, they've been given a certain amount of instructions that leads them completely to the desired result of whatever the instructions that were given in order for them to be successful in a certain way, you can tell that they were instructed correctly because they do have that measure of success, right? It is undeniable that, and I've said this before, that success, it, it, it shows up in many different ways. And that is the part that people I've noticed um this is the part that I've noticed that you know in the growing pains aspects that most um young people adolescents all of us growing up we all had um an aspect of you know really just trying to really just trying to be successful it it was all it's always about trying to be successful because that is really the order of the intent of most humans most humans you know most people are are not thinking that they're not going to be successful okay first first of all you know that's something that has to be said because it, it, it's just something that always dawned on me when I was growing up and I I just paid attention to it, people were doing very odd things and people were very strange and I was you know, I certainly was um, but in all of the ways that I had noticed that people were I still could, I could still for some reason I could always see I could always see how um, through their processes how people had kept attempting to be successful. Does that make sense? And um, how they had they kept attempting to be successful and many of them were um, which is why in the create which is why as a creative in the creative process my observations and my appreciation for 
how people learn how to do certain things is so much more from a um it's so much more from a very compassionate place and i'll give you you know i'll give you a few examples of connection with um and success because For, okay, let me just give you let me just give you an example of how I think. Like one one aspect of how I think in connection with um in connection with everything. Let me just be for real and let you know how I think. Like on, on an aspect, it just just one aspect because even I don't know how all I think. I'm just saying I've understood that there's certain things that I that I have a leaning towards, and if I can do that part then I can learn how to do the other part that'll that'll um eventually make me some success right so I'll give you an example I remember because I remember this <laughs> I remember my mother would be I remember um I, I, my mother would be asking me you know to do certain things when I was growing up because I I've always been very odd, but what people don't understand is I've always been very comfortable in my oddness, and she knew that. <laughs> it's a it's a very artist um, disposition, it's a very creative disposition, but it's not a pretending disposition. It's um, for a creative for a natural born creative person. My mother understood that it's after a while that it that it wasn't when she would ask me to do certain things if I could or could not do them. After a while, what I noticed was she would pay attention to me and she'd be like, "Oh, she not doing it because she not doing it, not because she's being rebellious." After a while, she started to. It dawned on her. She, she haven't, she hasn't learned how yet to do it. Does that make sense? So, and and the and the reason why she was able to make this this, this determination with me was because of our everyday talks, you know, our everyday communication, and. And a lot of people, they, they honestly didn't understand about me is I've always been, I, you know, I'm very honest in the way that I, in the way that I am. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying, I honestly don't know another way to be, you know what I'm saying? So in the, so in the entire way that I am, I'm very honest with it, you know, um, and I just found that for whatever reason, I just, I personally just couldn't be another way. You know, it was, that was just my own situation. Because <laughs> I remember distinctly being, I remember distinctly being a kid trying to, um, trying to do, I remember, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, this is a true story. I remember playing on the playground with other kids, and this is gonna sound shocking, 
but it's not shocking. This is actually a true story. It's just shocking for me. I remember being on the playground, playing with other kids, and the other kids, you know, they's very comfortable cussing. They be cussing. They can wait to get outside on the playground and be cussing. And I remember thinking all this time, I was like, wow, they cuss all the time. There's nothing for them to cuss. And I remember, this is be honest, I tried to cuss. And when I first said a curse word and I heard myself, I was like, I honestly, I was like, that sounds terrible. I was like, I'll never do it again. <laughs> this is how I think. I said a curse word and I heard myself curse. And I was like, <laughs> they, they turned around, they looked at me like she don't cuss. And I turned around and I, and I heard myself cuss. And I was like, that sounds terrible. And I looked at them like, you ain't got to worry. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'll be honest. So my process was, <laughs> I never had to be disciplined about, I never had to be counseled or disciplined about, um, foul language because the first time I tried it I didn't even like it <laughs> I'm a nerd in that aspect this is the part where I say in my thinking it's very nerdy right but I'm comfortable with that like I already know um and so it's um it's just a, it's just certain things that I adhere to because I naturally even don't like them I just don't it would be like I will try it and I ain't even like it. So it'd be like, it's no big deal. I ain't even got to do it. And so I'm for I'm the only the thing. The reason why I'm saying that is because it's just a certain way that I think that most people, um, maybe they do or they don't have that thing. But if they've ever tried something and they didn't like it, they just didn't keep doing it. Right. They just didn't keep doing it. And so I'm just one of those people. You know, it's the way that I think. If I try something, I don't like it. You ain't got to worry about it. <laughs> it's not fun for me. And it and, and to me, it, it didn't add anything. You know, because for whatever reason, in my perception, when I saw other people doing it, I was like, well, the way, the way, even the way they sounded, it was like they actually knew how to make it sound sound like it was a part of the English language. So they, the way they said it, I'm like, oh, okay. It sounded like correct English after a while, you know, people because you know the playground, like it sounded like correct English. I said something, I was like, this don't even make sense. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I'm a nerd like that, right? I'm very honest in my creative process. So that's why I shared that particular story. And but but I'm but I'm saying all this in connection with success is I think I always every time in every aspect of my life I always think about how I honestly do think about things. And then if I just don't think it's necessary for me to do it, I just simply won't. So it's not even like, it's not even, um, after a while, what my mother had noticed was it, where she would, it would, uh, it would trip her. She would be like, she would be surprised what my mother had noticed was sometimes she would be about the fuss and then all of a sudden she would stop and she'd look at me and she'd be like, you know what? 
she'd be like, I, she would be like, I just can't even discipline you the same that I would. She said, all I can do is talk to you because I know that you're thinking about what I'm saying. And so, um, this was the, uh, this was the aspect, this was the thing that actually was an observation for my parent, right? It suddenly, I remember in my situation, her observation with me, suddenly it was like a light bulb went on, like, boop. Cause she had got so upset one time about it was a certain way I'm gonna be honest with you it was a certain way I was carrying myself um, we didn't have a lot of money so that wasn't it it wasn't about the fact that we didn't have a, have a lot of money um, you know she already she already knew that that wasn't the thing we didn't have a lot of money you know it was other things like that and I was very odd in my process and it was certain things that I just didn't have that that made me look like I'm just not getting it. Now, because I will say, and I will always say this, because my mother, what I, this was, it, this is a 100%, to me, I thought it was fresh. She just had this, it didn't matter how much money we did or did not have my mother just had this sense of what to do and how to present herself that it wasn't instructed to it wasn't no it wasn't um it was instructed to her by her mother so what i'm saying is is that my grandmother instructed my mother a certain way where it became it was it became my mother's natural inclination to be classy all the time but she but but she naturally understood what my grandmother was asking her to do so when my so when my mother got the point it was like a light bulb went off for her and she enjoyed the process of no matter um no matter you know what was going on in the finances she understood the process and she enjoyed the process of just being a certain way and this is an aspect of what made in my perception my mother very successful whereas other people probably would have felt like she wasn't successful at all in some areas but then I had other people where I've speak where I've spoken to um them in, in uh recent years in the recent months and and they've said no your mother was <laughs> you know your mother was this so she was very smart they could honestly tell me oh she was you know as after a while you hear people the way that they communicate a person about a person you understand whether they're being honest or not and i haven't heard i've heard a confirmation of what i always understood about i would just say how impressive 
her, her process, her thinking process was and her ability to be able to do certain things. And so this is why I say I brought all this up is because for creatives, there are some creative people. And I'll say this. I grew up with um, some parents. They honestly didn't I say this in the earlier podcast. It was some parents, they honestly did not know how to love their children in the creative process. It wasn't that they didn't love them. They didn't know how to communicate. Let me let me explain this about parent about parents because I have compassion for parents in this respect, whether they fathers or or mothers, because I observed it from the artist's perspective. All of my friends who were artists that I was growing up with, I'm talking about the kids that were drawing and good at it, like me. Um, it was deciding factors of if they could or could not stick with it. And it was based on the instruction of their parents, how their parents viewed the angle that they were approaching the their creative process. And then the instruction would be, how are you, you know, it's always, the question is always, can you make a living being an artist? Now, the thing about being an artist is, for a natural born artist, we're not thinking about that part. Because we cannot, and please don't misinterpret what I'm saying, we cannot abandon the trait because it's by DNA that we're creatives, that we're artists in our artistic process. But what I had noticed was, and this is being honest, is that in the instruction process from parents, it was some parents where they completely knew how to instruct their children to no longer be artists in the actual behavior of becoming a professional artist. Does that make sense? As opposed to, so so they they had even known, you know, as opposed to saying, you know, so 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 the point is, the instruction was because it's because perspectively, depending on the artist's um, of how people understand art, their perception of art is very miscued. And I've always said this. And many people um, are very thrown off about the artists themselves. They don't, they, they, they get, if they, they have an appreciation for the art, but they can't respect the artists themselves. Now see, that was an observation that I always understood as an artist, as a natural born artist for myself, for my peers, but I was consistently given instruction. My mother understood also um, 
that she couldn't rush my processing. Because when she asked me certain things about why I wasn't doing it, because she'd ask, it's, it's, I, I, let me just be for real. I used to dress, and I still do. Like I tell people all the time, I dress so, I, I used to dress so strange. And it never bothered me at all. I wore every style that people could possibly, that people could possibly have even thought of. I ain't, I, you know, it never bothered me, you know, cause I grew up in Southwest Detroit. It never bothered me to just kind of wear whatever I was wearing because in my mind, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed being able to put together all this stuff that I felt like I wanted to put on. And it was, it was feeling based. <laughs> and, and because my mother was very opposite in that respect, she was very opposite from me. So, but, but we share the emotion behind it because when my mother got dressed, it made her feel great, whatever she put on. And what she paid attention to where we were alike was whatever I put on made me feel great. <laughs> it just didn't look as great. <laughs> right? And my mother was, she was very hip and she was very cognizant of the feel of the emotional, of the emotions behind why I was doing what I was doing. Because in, in that respect, um, she couldn't deny our similarity in that respect. That um, in some areas, her emotions, her reason why was very emotional. Her reason why, you know, it was behind a lot of the aspects of why she made the decisions that she made and they were successful. And so some of the stuff that I would do, they would be completely experimental. And people hated that. I would just be honest with you. I, if I was to be honest with you, I have people where they absolutely hated to see me show up to a place. They would have had to. Because <laughs> I'm being for real. I'm not going to lie. It's being honest because I wasn't being rebellious. But it was feeling based. I wanted to put whatever I had on on, and I wanted and and it just made me feel great because um for me it wasn't about it for for me for some reason you know I it just didn't work for me to be worried about how I looked. I kept trying to communicate this intelligence. Um, aspect that I had and I kept trying to attempt to approach it many different ways to people to challenge their thinking about how they would treat me right and after a while my mother would pay attention and she'd be like okay after a while my mother would pay attention and she'd be like okay Cam I get it Right? She understood the why I was doing it. Right? And it was times where, you know, because parents, 
this is the thing that I love about parents. Now, I have to say I, I have respect for this part. It's kind of scary to say that, but I do. This is the thing that in that in my in my observation process, I had noticed with um, with parents was parents just the parents brainstorm all these ways to parent. So um, when I was growing up, this is what they used to do. I, I don't know, like you know, I can't say this is what my mother did for some reason my mother but she was a magnet for she was excellent very social and she was a magnet for being in the company of people who enjoyed you know talking about stuff like that so she had excellent friends to literally have creative ways to parent their kids and in that sense, my mother could be very creative in her approach to how to parent all of her children. And many of her friends suddenly viewed their children, you know, differently about how they were parenting. You know, not being as forceful in the process because I remember, um, and maybe this was something that wasn't even instructed, but I remember it was certain teachers that would talk about, you know, the order of, they would talk about the order of rebellion. And in history, um, it's not a negative to to speak about it because it's just, it's because it's still a, a part of the thinking process of how people understand how to do things. And in, and rebellion is not, Rebellion is not an immediate result. About rebellion is a part of of an understanding of how to do certain things. Does that make sense? Um, so, so rebellion is a. If I was to be honest, in in an actual observation of where rebellion actually is, rebellion is actually not a complete negative. It is a result of how some people have learned how to do certain things right so it's an effect and for many for many people well you know for for many people it's 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 not a negative because it may have been the only way they learn how to be successful. Now, now does that make sense? And so this is why, like I said, creatives, um, like um, for me in the creative process and as artists, I would talk to my artist friends the way that my mother would talk to me. My mother made me feel great about being an artist. She loved art. She loved art history. She understood history. She understood all of the aspects that made it interesting. Um, she understood what is what was what it was intended to do. She understood the desired result. You know. 
um, she understood what art was worth and what it should be worth. And as long as I did it with that, as long as I did art naturally with that in mind, she always loved the fact that I was an artist. But she loved art because she was a different kind of creative person as well. So really, she was possibly very much so. I Like I, I've always said, my mother was more on that design. Um, she designed her life. She designed her, um, her presentation all the time. You know, and I remember that early on. And so, and if, and if, and I would say this, if artists, artists are, um, so let me just say this to artists, because this was ongoing conversations that I had with my fellow peers who were artists at very, at growing pain years. See, see, we had, that was an advantage that I had, right? I had friends who were, who felt just as odd as I did. Um, and some of them were planning how they were not going to be artists. Because they was receiving instruction uh, to view it prospectively according to how will you be employed? Um, how will you be able to make a living? It all went back for many people that I was growing up with. What was deciding for them if they were going to be an artist was um, was quality of life. Now, I always said this because it's true. I always work. I've been working since I was 14. So, I always work. Like, my first job, didn't I tell y'all, you know, they paid me $40 a week in my office, in the office of my school. I had a personal check. This was probably a 12. No, this was, it's the legal age that, uh, that a kid can work. I think it was like 14 or something like that. I had a personal check. I would pick it up from the, from the counselor's office. My older sister had already been doing this, so she was already employed. She would get a $40 check and to after school meet in a counselor's office and the, count, and the counselors would be like, <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> This is all the stuff we have for today. Can you pass these around to the school? And Sharon would zip around. Sharon would zip around the school and she drop off whatever it is they have for the day. And she was trusted like that in order to be able to, you know, handle business. And this is business, right? Um, by counselors, by the administration. And so, and this was in Southwest Detroit. So, uh, so, Sharon would look at me. Now, this is what I thought was interesting. My sister would look at me and she'd be like, Cambia could do this. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That's exactly how Sharon was was with me. She'd be looking like, Cambia could do this too. And she just wouldn't hesitate to be like, Cambia, you could do this. But my my brother was also like that. You know, my brother, if he think I could do something, he'll, he'll, he'll tell me. You can do this. You can be doing this. So Sharon told, so this is how it went with me. Sharon was like, can't be, maybe at the principal's office at the school. Like she did me 
she she did what my mother couldn't in that respect she was like my mother in thinking but she did what my mother couldn't figure how to instruct me how to do right so my mother couldn't figure what could she couldn't understand what do I have to tell her right to get her to be motivated to do a certain thing um but Sharon whereas Sharon could she could see it and so one day Sharon just carry her because she was very she was very about her appearance and she, she, in that sense, for her age, she was very similar about enjoying her process of presentation. And Sharon was like, meet me after school at the principal's office. <laughs> she spoke to me like I was in trouble. And she was like, I'm going to, she said, it's going to be a surprise. And I was like, what did I do? I was like, what happened? She was like, no, she said, you're going to have fun. She was like, meet me at the principal's office. So I showed up at the principal's office after school. Now, understand how... First of all, let me let me let you know, my grades was terrible because my creative process of how I understood how to do stuff. Don't let me tell y'all, I'm not praising it. I'm just letting you know. My thinking process at the time, the administration and the faculty knew that Sharon's grades, my other siblings' grades versus mine was very different in general studies in middle school and elementary school, right? But my, but my behavior, my respect, who I was, they all knew me for art and being an artist. So they already, already knew me from that respect because I was always visible, involved in other activities. But as far as my grades, you know, I always thought this was a miracle <laughs> that, that, she, that she was able to do this. I showed up at the principal's office and Sharon was like, my sister would like a job. And I was like, ooh, I'm getting a job. Sharon was like, do you know how to play chess? <laughs> I was like, no, I don't. The first day we sat in the principal's office, she attempted to show me how to play chess. Sharon knew how to play chess. And I would say that Sharon was a chess champion um, because she knew how to play chess Let's put it like this. She fixed me on the chess board real quick. And then she said, I just wanted to do that to show you that I know what I'm doing. And we laughed about it, right? But what I'm saying is, is that Sharon was a chess champion and she understood how to maneuver the board. And her point was, of her doing what she did with me was, just trust me, right? So... That was inevitably what my mother had been trying to do and, 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 and trying to instruct me. The intent was the same. Just trust me. Just trust what I'm saying to you is true. Right? Um, maybe that helps some creatives. If you think about how your parents are, maybe it's not you know, that they're being mean. Maybe perspectively, they just don't know another way to say, just trust that what I'm telling you is true. Because as a creative, keep in mind, we have have a very vast imagination and we be thinking about a bunch of stuff. 
that don't have nothing to do with what other people be thinking about. So the way we think about the world is very different than what other people be talking about. And we enjoy it because it is so much fun. But does it look odd? Yes. So that's what I'm saying now. Um, so, they was like, great. I thought they was going to protest. I thought they was going to protest. Sharon was like, my sister would like a job. She was like, she would like to do exactly what I'm doing. And I thought, I looked at those, I looked at the administration, and I looked at them like, is y'all crazy enough to give me a job? That's actually what I looked at them like. Like me and Sharon, I'm looking like Sharon, actually, she dressed nice. She know what she doing. She neat. She orderly. She is exactly what my mother be trying to get me to do every day. And I'm looking like, y'all, give me a job. You get that I'm not being rebellious and you'll trust me to handle this work? They looked at me. They looked at Sharon. They was like, mm. they handed me a bunch of stuff. It was like Campia. You'll have your check next week. They had to be a bunch of stuff. And they understood she would do as good of a job. Without hesitation. Right? And that dawned on me that I wasn't a terrible person. (laughs) Like how perceptively I had been getting this. Maybe this might help some people. Maybe this might help some artists. Perceptively, I had been getting this feeling like people were treating me like I was a terrible person because I was an artist. Let me just say that. And so when they gave me the, when they, they looked at me and it wasn't like they gave me a job because Sharon asked you to. They looked at me like she could do this work. They had been seeing all, all the other stuff that I had been laboring on that I had worked at and I had done in and around the school. They was looking like, great, now we got two, we got two smokes to do it. Let's do me a bunch of stuff. And unlike Sharon, Sharon walked the halls. It was after school. <laughs> like I said, I played baseball most of the time. I zipped, I ran once I got to the second floor. I ran around up the second floor. This is why I mean, I, like I always tell people, this is why I walk strange now. Cause how much I used to run. I used to run everywhere I was going when I was a kid. I was always running. I would stop and start, stop and start, be running. You know what I'm saying? It was just an athletic discipline. Um, and I, and what a lot of people also didn't know was I used to sprint. So I was on the track. I was on the, in elementary school, I was on the track team. But I didn't do long distance running. I would do sprints. So I was, you know, most of the time in a relay race, if they wanted a person to win a race, they would they would hand me the baton. And then I'd usually win it because I was unsuspecting, like, how, how I was how fast I was. People couldn't look at me and be like, that chick can't be that fast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, she can't be that fast. And when they hand me the baton, the people would be like, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and it was funny. It was always funny to me. So my my thinking process has always been the same. It's still, it's still connected with, you know, how I understand to do everything, even in connection with art, is on a certain pace. It's on a certain uh, wavelength and it's pretty fast which is why my mother was like um 
which is why she was always careful about how she felt about what she said with me because she'd always be like I know when she get this she gonna handle this real fast now what I noticed in an observation for me was I was not understanding how much I wanted to fit in. I wanted friends. It's like I did. Okay, how can I say this? I didn't want to fit. I knew that I that that fitting in was not a term that that could ever be associated with me because my creative aspect. There was no way, really, that I could do that. But for some reason, I think that we all grow go through this thing where we it is a it is an it is a fact that that is a human intention. But from the creative um, aspect, I had to be honest and say that my approach to it just wasn't like how other people's was, right? So even if I wanted to, it was like how it was with cussing. Like the first time I cussed, like, but well, that ain't working. I ain't like it. My approach to it was very odd. So I quickly abandoned the way that I'd be trying to fit in. And so I'd just be like, oh, what? Well, I just didn't work for me. <laughs> and being a nerd, I'd be like, oh, oh, well. You know, if we'll be friends, it'll be by another way. Maybe one day they'll realize, hey, this is what she was trying to do. And then, so I could, so in my thinking process, I, I could quickly abandon the pressure or the um in my thinking process I could quickly abandon the feeling of not being successful if I did not have um friendships with individuals that other people felt like were admired because genuinely in the way that I think in the way that I would approach to how to do something if it didn't work typically I could quickly abandon it and be like you know I ain't like it anyway it was uncomfortable and it was terrible let me just let it go right um and and then what would happen now what would happen with me was it would be people that wanted to be friends with probably in elementary school or, or middle school and they would—they never wanted to be my friend. I'd run into them. I'd be in a in a mall or something in in high school, and all of a sudden they'd be like, "Take my number now! Take my number now!" I was like, and I'd be looking like, "Who?" I'd be looking around like, "Who?" Me? And they'd be like, "Yeah." They'd be like, "Cavia, take my number now!" And I'd be like, "Oh, okay." That's just what would happen with me, right? And, and it was perplexing for me because. I probably did want to be their friend like in, in elementary school or middle school, but it just didn't happen. And I'd be like, oh, okay. And I'd be over it. You know, I, because it's in order of processing. What people are doing is not interesting all the time or it just doesn't make sense. And so I, I always understood that it wasn't personal because I would have very deep conversations with my parents. Which we, which we, I think parents do. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's just in processing, you know, you may get a certain result or you may not. 
so the so in my instructions now after a while my mother did begin to instruct me in the order of of friends and this where I'm grateful for real like my mother would be like Cambia she would ask me to describe you know what type of friends do you want what kind of friends do you intend to have you know where do where would y'all be going and what would you she would ask me all of these things where would you be going and when you get there who's going to be there and how do you want to be treated when you get there and I tell her all these things I would be imagining how it's gonna go because we were friends because in my imagination um with some people I felt like if I could be friends with them this is the kid me right in my in my imagination I'd be thinking if I could be friends with them and life is going to go like this. And because I'm very honest in the actual process of how things are, I'm very cognizant of how that's going. Um, and I've always been because it's feeling based. Um, when I get in the environment, I'd be absorbing the environment. And I'd be absorbing the, the, the emotions or, or the feelings of how... I was being treated once I finally got there. Like, oh, great. I got invited. I'm here. I showed up. I'm there. I got there and I'd be absorbing environment. It was, it was always completely that I could feel my treatment of how I was being treated. And then when I get home, it, it wouldn't it would never be it's neither a good or bad thing for me to say this as is how I think about everything as that when I get home my mother would be so happy she got me to be social she'd be like I could see her grinning I'd be approaching the I'd be approaching the door and I see the porch light come on <laughs> and I'd be like and I could see her grinning headed to the front door like she's so happy can't be a finally went somewhere with some friends and the door would open and she'd be like, Cambia, how was it? And I'd be like, it was okay. And she'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> she'd be like, wait a minute, what do you mean it was okay? I'd be like, ah, it was all right. She'd be like, what? I'd be like, mm, nothing. I'd be over it. It would not be the same emotion that I, and she would be lost in the sauce. Like, wait, one minute. She was so happy to go. And then when you, when you show back up, she's like, what happened? And I'm like, she was like, so did y'all get a chance to go and do all this stuff you said y'all was going to do? Did you have enough money? Did y'all get to eat? Did y'all get to watch the movie? And I'd be like, yeah. And she'd be like, so what? She wanted to hear all Because see, my, my other siblings... And they want to do something. They go. And this was. So her observation was very accurate. What she was expecting. Was very accurate to what she thought. Like she'd do the same thing when they would leave. She'd be so happy. I won't, She hit the light. You know. Because when I'd stay home. And they'd be headed back in the house. She hit the light. She'd be headed to the door. So how was it? You know parents love this. I always paid attention to that. And I always thought it was fun. Parents love to watch their kids go have a good time. You know, it's an investment for them. They enjoy it. 
so how was it? What did I do? You know, whatever like that. And what she watched, you know, they'd actually get in the house and be like, we had a great time. We did this, we did that. And it was like this and it was all that. And so what was happening was with what the re, what the actual result was with them, they then they did all this stuff and it was great. They had a great time, right? Me, my mother was looking for her. She was excited. She was looking for the excitement. What? What? And then what happened? And I didn't have anything to give. And she would be like, what? So, um, this is then what, so her perspective on me became very true to who who I was. And after a while, my mother just started to pay attention to what really made me happy. And so she, so after a while, she could determine what really was making me happy. <laughs> She'd be like, this girl don't care about none of that stuff. <laughs> right? She was liberated. She was so happy. Like, once she got it, because at first, because her other friends would be like, summer. I think because my mother was so social and she clicked with people so well, like, when she would be invited with her friends, it would be like, hey. I'll be honest with y'all. I had one friend that my mother knew when I went with her. No, I had two. It was like two different faces, right? It was two people were like, my mother knew when I went with them, we was going to have a good time. So let me not lie. I, You know, my friend Tiffany, when I was growing up, they knew. My mother knew, like, oh, she go with Tiffany. She going to have a good time. You know, when we was kids. Because we just laughed. So we were so silly. We'd laugh all the time. That was the good time anyway. My mother like, I can relate to that. Because when my mother would get with certain people, they were so silly. Together, they laughed. That was a good time. But that didn't necessarily have to be communicated as a good time. You know, it's not the same as, well, what did y'all do? Where did y'all go? You know, it's not the same. Right? So, anyway, I'm saying all this about success and the processing. Is that for some creatives... There's an order to um, what is still making you happy. To me, the success part um, for some creatives is does the is the activity enjoyable to you? Is the process for what you're doing is it still fun? And so. When I'm drawing or when I draw, it's an it's something that is still very fun for me. It feels like playing. It's, it feels exactly like I'm still playing, um, just the way it did when I was when I've always drawn. You know, when I've always drawn something or painted something. And what I had noticed was was that because. Um, it's an honest, emotional uh, feeling of being happy when I'm drawing. Is that my mother could observe, like, she's not just doing, she, you know, she she knew that I wasn't just doing art because, I mean, I, she understood I was a natural creative and that it really did make me happy. And I think there were certain things that would pique her interest, but she'd be like, you know, because I, I was always getting awards for my art. And what was, you know, when she showed up to the art 
you know, events because they give me a, you know, they let her know in advance. Hey, she's getting an award. This is when the date and the time is going to be, you know, she would pay attention to how happy I was to unveil the art. She'd pay attention to how happy I was to, sh to show the art and what I had been thinking up and what I was working on. Because to me, it was always about, this is what I've been working on. <laughs> I'm such a, and honestly, I'm such a nerd in that respect. I'm very happy with it. Is that for me, art drawing was always problem solving. I was always trying to solve this problem of trying to get something to look in the drawing process how how I wanted it to look. And for me, it was like, it was problem solving. I have to find a way <laughs> to get it to be like this. And this is where I've been devoting my, you know, this is where I've been devoting my time. And it's been absolutely fun for me, right? And when she see me in that environment, um, she'd be like, she not lying, she is having, she knew it was making me happy. So she was relieved. Like, okay. Like, okay, I get it. I'm like, okay, Cambria don't, she don't necessarily need all of the social attention exactly the way that some other people do. I'm not rebelling against it I'm not I'm just saying that in the order of to me it's an order of how artists are perceived and because of the perception of how artists are and how they can be treated many people take the initiative in being standoffish anyway so they quickly abandon the um the way that they would probably do any other person that they had met they quickly abandoned it so in my perception it was i understood that about the order of, hu of how humans you know treated artists and when i was growing up i knew how to navigate some of those artists to be more social where they could get a certain respect because my you know like i said I had, my mother had a lot of friends. My mother had a lot of friends. All of my siblings really had a lot of friends. I didn't have as many friends, but I was known. So they knew who I was. It's just as far as how you would call friends, I didn't have as many. But the people who were my friends were genuinely my friends, right? So I was always happy with that because in my thinking and the way that I was I was like this this is great you know after a while because I'd be doing odd stuff these other people who I thought I wanted to be friends with they ain't like none of this stuff anyway and I'd be looking like this is where the fun is <laughs> like I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get right here and do a bunch of this stuff by repetition don't you think it's fun? And they'd be looking at me like, no. They'd be like, can't be it. We're going home. Or they'd be like, oh, I'm getting a call. <laughs> this is how my friends were. Oh, I'm getting a call. I gotta go. My friend, uh, I have another friend of mine that's calling me right now. I'm about to be like, Camp, I gotta, you know, Camp, I gotta leave in a couple hours. And I'd be like, okay, great. I'd be so happy I seen them. But to be honest with you, I'd be like, guys, I'd be like, bye. 
I really, the friends that I do have, I love them, but I always understood. They just could not be, they couldn't find nothing fun about what I was doing because it's very much so, you know, I'm an, I'm an art nerd. Yeah, it's just true. They be looking like, unless, it, like some of them grew into certain aspects where they be like, hold on, hold on. You know, they grew into a certain appreciation, which is why I say when people understand art, art has to be communicated in a certain way to understand why a person is creative. Because I was raised to have a respect for art history and I naturally have an ability to appreciate art in, in its many forms. In its many forms, I understand or I can understand what makes it pleasant, what makes what makes it valuable, what um, gives it a good feeling. Why is it that it feels so great when I when I watch this thing or I hear this thing um, happening um, or being done? Why is it that it feels so great? And and so I was always able because I naturally love art. You know, I could always find that appreciation in there somehow. So anyway, um, this still this still to be it goes back to. Anyway, it goes back to that principle of success. You know, there are some creatives where they absolutely. To me, creatives are always being judged differently than um, how people we we as artists look at other people and we actually think I mean, I've said this before um, we actually think that it's a number of things that other people do that we believe is very strange but obviously that can happen with our treatment as well because there's people where they look at us and they be like that is very strange but as artists we think the same thing about most stuff we see like you know we think the same thing, we, you know, in that sense, we, it's kind of the same. We'd be like, why in the world would they do that? And then and the people be thinking they normal. <laughs> and we'd be looking like, what in the world is that? You know? And then, and then, you know, people think that when they see us do certain things, like, what in the world are they doing? Why would they do that? Right? Um, so we do this, in that sense, as, as humans, we do the same thing. There's things that creative people look at other people doing, they'd be like, I never do that. Creatives do the same thing. We look at other people sometimes, like the stuff they think is normal, we'd be looking like, I would never do that. Like, what do they think they are doing? Right? So, um, like I said, success, it still goes back, goes back to my um, original um, intention for for the conversation is, is truthfully art is something that for many people for some reason in their mind they've been taught this to me they've been taught this that it is so difficult to protect and I just simply don't feel that way because to me art is not difficult to protect art is being created all the time and people are wearing art all the time everything that is being made or being made in production 
or that you can go and you could buy and you could pick 